Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. Hey, good afternoon. Hello, hello. It's good to see y'all. I'm glad you made it to this one. We're going to focus on an immunity boosting flow class, um, which we could all use about this time. Um, and always, but one of the things we're gonna do is rest, right? One of the best things we can do for our system is to rest. So you're gonna start in Shavasana. And if Shavasana is not comfortable, happy place for you, feel free to get anywhere that is your most relaxed space. And rest is different than sleep, right? So like you need sleep, don't get me wrong. Like do more sleep than you do yoga. Uh, but there's a unique quality to rest that is different that we practice on the yoga mat. We can certainly practice other places, but for a lot of us, particularly those of us that are self-motivated to get on the yoga mat, we don't really do that much intentional resting. We may know it's a good idea, but until someone tells us that what we're supposed to be doing right now is laying ourselves down to rest, many of us don't. And that's not a flaw in our character. It just is what it is. So I have the absolute best job in the world because my job right now is to tell you it's time to rest. And so how is that different than, well, I got eight hours of sleep last night. Well, I didn't get eight hours of sleep. If you did, good for you. But if, uh, if you did, if you didn't, how come you still need rest? Rest is when we're aware in our body and we're still at ease. So it's good to see you, Carrie. We're in Shavasana. We will do other things, I promise. But for right now, you're here resting and you're aware of your own rest. How do we stay aware? We breathe. We allow our attention to make our breath more productive, more useful, more effective. So if you have to be efficient with your time, and I am an efficiency enthusiast, then what you're doing here, if you don't want to think of it as resting, is that you are breathing in the most effective way you possibly can to cleanse your system of anything it doesn't need. We will do other 
activities, exercises, stretches to do that same thing. But the way that apana, which is the opposite of prana, gets out of our body, there's, there's a couple ways. There's ones that we're not going to practice in this room that you can uh, practice on your own in the comfort of your own bathroom. But the way that a yoga practice is going to focus on the release of apana, of waste, of what we're done with or what no longer serves us, what, quite frankly, is not good for us, is through the exhale. So you start to be really efficient and effective at your exhale. In fact, right now you start a ratio of breathing where you exhale two beats longer than you inhale. So say you inhale for a four count, exhale for a six count. Just make your exhale really useful. It will be physically, but maybe it can also be a mental release or an emotional release. more rounds of breath, just like that. From wherever you are, bring your hands to your center line. That could be heart and navel, heart or navel, or somewhere that you consider center. Doesn't need to be specific for this particular practice. Some, some of it does. Use this as a way of drawing your attention toward your midline. I'm going to shift the focus to our inhale. Right? So keep the strong exhale. But now with your inhale, imagine the breath moving away from the center line, out through your body to the appendages, to the hands, to the feet. And then back from hands and feet to the center line and out which is essentially like what goes on all the time. The nutrients that we're getting from our breath, they are moving out from the center to the periphery. And then the, the waste that our cells create when they make energy for us, leaves from the periphery back to the center. Now the physiology is a little different than what we're doing here. You knew that. We're working with visualization as a tool for allowing us to stay in this relaxed state 
and have an integrity of our attention. Because many times our rest, right, our, our lazing around is unintentional in terms of, are we really doing what we set out to do? So like, if we're zoning out, watching something on our phone or scrolling our phone or watching anything that's outside of us really, we may be at rest in our body. We don't have this mental rest that watching your breath move from the center to the periphery, move from the periphery to the center and out, back in through center to the periphery. There's a sensory experience that you have of your own rest, of your body getting what it needs, releasing what it doesn't. There's, there's nothing extra that's coming at you. It's unique to this type of practice. And as we're finding more and more, Every year, there's more and more research out there. It's so important for our body. It's so important for our brain. And then as far as your spirit is concerned, right? We can all take that in our own liking, but for sure, a calm and balanced body and mind help that thing out too. One more round of breath that moves from center line, down from nose through throat to lungs and out to the periphery of your body. Feel it in your hands and your feet. So if you could just watch all of those processes from the periphery back in, empty the breath out. You just return to a steady cadence of breathing. And steady it into ujjayi, if that is useful to you. Breath that's drawn with the muscles of the throat. In and, and also out. So the same muscles that create that whisper-like sound. As we're creating this pattern of breath, take a few moments to locate any centers of tension in your body. We'll take more than a moment, we'll take a few. So with this Ujjayi breath moving in and out, start at the soles of your feet. Move your way along up your body. Any places that are holding on, that are holding anything. You're not going to do anything with that. You're just going to know any places where there might be a sense of, of stuckness. I don't know if that's a word, but. It is now. 
feeling any signs of stuckness. I'm just kind of note them. There's some that as you note, like they will just dissolve. So if you notice that you're gripping with your toes, it's a good chance that you soften. If you notice that your jaw is tight, you probably will just soften it. That's fine. If there's no other centers of the body where you feel some sensations, you notice them without needing to catalog them or analyze them. Just observing as you would observe the items in landscape. Take two more breaths here. Slowly moving through. If you've already moved through the whole body, you can just do that scan again. Often uh, the same spots will come up. That's fine. One more breath out here. When you exhale, you're going to empty and pause. So it's like you squeezed a bottle and then you put the cap on. There's a little pressure. Then you just allow your breath to seep back in slowly. Next exhale, bring knees in, so fold in slowly, knees to chest. We're gonna take a little apanasana rock, so it's knees to chest and then release, knees to chest and then release. So one of the great digestive helpers of yoga. And small and it's subtle. You can put some biceps into it if you want to, if you want to be working. If you're feeling your sacrum rock, you're feeling a little compression on the abdominal wall. Steady that out, knees over sacrum, and then move them one at a time. So same motion, but it's like a little marching. I was thinking this is marching. One's going forward, one's coming back, one's going forward. And this is where we get the, the next movement from. So draw the right knee in, left leg away from you. Then you're going to take both knees out to the sides. When you circle them back in, left knee toward you, right knee away from you. Then you're going to reverse that, both knees out to the sides, and pull right knee in tight, left knee away. And we'll back and forth with those in figure eights. Sometimes this gets more complicated than it needs to. Just spiraling the leg bones out and then in. One more round. And then once you balance both sides, arms out to the sides. 
We'll take belly twisting pose knees together. If you want to amp this up a little bit, you could hold a block between your knees. You could squeeze in on it. If you don't want to amp this up, that's fine. There's no need to. One more round through. And we'll make our way back to center line and feet to the floor, walk them out wide. We'll take knee side to side in the windshield wiper twist. So now it's leg bones moving more independently, hips still moving into the twist. We're going to work with today is some rotational action. And it's good to know what's actually creating that action. So we could come back to center line and just wave your knees side to side, just like, just wave. And there's a little rock across the sacrum. It's not like this is not useful. This is totally useful. You can feel the massage across the sacrum. But then, Follow that into a turn of the hips and let the turn of the hips be the main thing. So just distinguishing what was leg bones moving around. Absolutely fine thing to do. The rotation of the spine that's leveraged from the hips. Later on, we'll take rotation of the spine leverage from the from the upper body. Same parts of the spine rotate, but in different ways muscularly. So useful to do a bunch of different angles on the twists. Come on back to center line. Walk your feet about hip distance. You're going to take your right leg up in the air, catch hold of it. And point and flex the foot, roll the ankle around. Certainly give yourself just as much hamstring stretch as you want right now. That could be little to none, could be a lot. Let's work with the ankle and with the foot. So I think the leg in the air, getting the ankle drain a little bit. Kind of metaphorically speaking. And Spreading out your toes, press your heel up toward the ceiling, lengthen the back of the leg. Bend the knee, bring the sole, bring the outer ankle bone across the left thigh into a reclined pigeon that's just going to stay loose. So hands free, arms out like cactus or goalposts, and rock across the sacrum with the reclined pigeon. So we can get a twist here that's coming from the movement of the hips. And leverage slightly differently. One more round. Back to center. 
Undo the legs, soles of the feet to the floor. Pause and feel your two legs. Any difference that's going on there between left and right sides of your body. Doesn't need to stop with your legs either. Left and right side of the torso, left and right shoulder, left and right arm. Breathe in, breathe out. And then take your left leg up and then catch behind the hamstring. And we're point and flex. Roll the ankle around. Again, whatever degree of hamstring stretch you want. Mostly doing this as a, an ankle and foot mobilizer. But you're always entitled to as much hamstring hip opening as you like. More breath here with the rotation, the circumduction ankle. Then press your heel up, pull your toes back, spread them wide. Lengthen the back of your leg. And it's like if your foot were going to touch the ceiling, your heel would touch way before the ball of the foot. Then exhale, bend the knee, bring the foot across to the right thigh, right leg in. And hands free, recline pigeon with a little rock. So, because we're start moving into this practice of immune system support. So we're gonna move a lot of things. We're trying to move everything that we can. We're trying to get some stuff like just unstuck, shaking loose. Not that we wouldn't normally try to do that in, in every practice. We're just gonna do it some different ways uh, when our focus is on circulation. Because that's really what this boils down to, right? Like, I mean, a lot of what the feel good of yoga boils down to is that we get better circulation through things that don't always get a lot of circulation because we do the same repetitive stuff over and over again. Come on back to center. On one, and then soles of the feet to the floor. Just pause. Breath in, breath out to appreciate this moment of stillness, but also the movement that came before. Bring knees in the chest and a good hug in, nose to knees, curl up. Rock up and back. We'll spend a few moments in seated, not too much, but uh, siddhasana, one ankle in front of the other, a big shoulder shrug. Sit yourself up well, and we'll draw chin to chest and real conscientious half circles with the neck so that moving ahead from one side to the other, body is staying centered. Chest is staying uplifted. There's no change in your posture as your head moves.
Make your way back to center, let your head come to the top of your spine, float up through the tips of your ears, lean out a little bit, swap the ankle, other ankle in front for a sadasana, unless that hurts, then do something else. Shoulder shrugs, inhale shoulders to your ears, really pull them up, go as high as you can, like try the harder to get them up there, and then exhale, just release down, and here, Really let your elbows get heavy. So you're going to use the totality of your breath to bring the shoulders up and to press them down. Like really overdo it with the shoulders. Just like hugging up, like past the earlobes. Just get up there, heart up when you do that so there's no curling in. And then Shoulders slide down, heart still lifts up. Last one of those. Go shoulders to ears. And then shoulder blades down your back. Your elbows are heavy. Tips of your ears pull up. You feel the, those, those two points. So with hands on your legs, make your elbow points heavy. Make the tips of your ears light. So they're drawing long through your side body. Breath in. And open your mouth, let it go. Jaw soften, face soften. We're going to come over to hands and knees. And with hands and knees, the, uh, the, the favorite, the ubiquitous cat cow. It's so ubiquitous that like New York Times crosswords that say uh, pose often paired with cow. And it's like, okay. Um, I didn't I didn't realize we had jumped the shark that much that we were we were now. I've seen that in three or four crossword puzzles. Uh, to either way, it'll be asana paired with cat. Like <laughs> didn't see that 20 years ago. Didn't see it coming either. One more round here. And then back at center. We're going to go side to side. So you squeeze one side of the body short and center and squeeze the other side of the body short and then come to center. Squeeze hip to shoulder, center up and Squeeze the other hip to the other shoulder. Keep your gaze at center and just feel that one side of the body is getting really short. Other side of the body is pressing there. Shift your focus to the side that's getting long. So as one side compresses, the other elongates and give your breath to that side. Last one, back to center line. You're gonna tuck toes under, slide your hips back and stretch your feet. Oh, not quite a down dog yet. We're just gonna slide the hips back. And so we're still, still crouched low, we're stretching the toes. Walk your hands in a little bit to get a little more purchase on the mat. And, you might go all the way to toes pose. I say you, because I certainly am not going to. 
those poses were the thing that was absolutely great. I am not in any way knocking it. Um, it used to be of the opinion that you just had to like tough things out. And I've made a lot of people do uh, things that I shouldn't have done. I was made to do a lot of things I shouldn't have done. One of them for me was toes pose. Uh, it's uncomfortable for most of us, but if it's sharp shooting pain, it's not for you. Breath in. Breath out, we're gonna come out of that. And then the other side of the foot, the top side of the mat, little like toenail raindrops on the mat. So just like a little pitter pat there, just get some movement through the feet. It's not about hitting the mat, it's about just moving the feet around. And then let the top of the foot soften, just rest on the mat, breath in, breath out. When you inhale, you're going to slide your right leg back, press back through the heel, and then spin the right foot flat, spin the left shin out to the side. We're going to circle the right arm around into a kneeling side bend. Press down through your back foot, reach through the upper arm, breath in. So you breathe out, you're going to sweep the arm back again. As you breathe in, going to reach forward into that side bend. Breathe out. It's a circle of the arm back. Breathe in. It's the reach of the arm forward. Keep pressing down to the standing hand. Good. One more. Right hand down. And back to hands and knees. Pause and feel the two sides of your body. Just pause here. Breath in, breath out. Then extend left leg back. Ball the foot to the mat. Press the heel back first. Feel the back line of the leg. Elongate. Then spin foot flat. Let the right shin bone come out like a kickstand. Circle the left arm overhead. Go palm down. Tricep rotates down. You can feel the shoulder blade wide on the back. And exhale, arm back. Inhale, reach forward. Just real consistent with the breath. Inhale and exhale. Really consistent with the press of the standing hand and the, both feet. One more round. Just moving things through their ranges of motion, getting circulation where it needs to go. And left hand down, come back to center. Hands and knees, just for the effect of that work. Breath in, open your mouth, let it out. Walk your hands, one hand step forward, tuck your toes, come up to down dog. Breath in. Open your mouth and let it go. Press your hands down forward. Squeeze your arms. It's been a little different. So uh, a little, a little heel bounce. So just, gonna, just, just a little bounce. Just get kind of bouncy and whatever that means to you. But just uh, 
so there's these really fancy things that you can you can get for yourself these vibrational plates that you can get to stand on and have working fancy places that happen and you can also get that same you know, vibratory uh, effect the the kind of shaking things up and the moving things around by your own mirror movement it's like it's like soul train is great for this this is why we all feel so good after soul train Pause this little uh, bouncing, press down through both heels, walk your hands back to your feet, walk your feet apart. Give a little ragdoll squat, we're just gonna sit back and bow forward. Sit back. So now after that, that bouncing around, just uh, Back to steady breath pace, and steady cadence of vinyasa, body and breath moving together. Release into the ragdoll, let your head drop. With these hands. Walk them out, high plank to low push up, breathe out to upward facing dog. Press your hands up, press your feet down, lower slowly to navel center. Just get navel to the floor, then squeeze your shoulder blades to your back, come up higher in that cobra. We'll release all the way down. And then locust arms at your sides. Squeeze arms, squeeze legs. Feet together if you can, heels together if you can. You're working the back line of the body. Arms working. And then breathe in and out. And that might create a little rocking sensation. Go with it. If it's uncomfortable for any reason, uh, you, you don't need it. You can firm up and, and not do that. A little abdominal massage. Maybe useful. One more breath here. You're gonna exhale, release down slow, hands underneath your elbows, press up to hands and knees, and back to down dog. Breath in. Breath out. And look forward, walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. When you get there, lift halfway. Exhale, fold forward. Walk your feet to about hip distance apart. You're going to press your feet down and come up to standing with your arms at your sides. Do one of those shoulder shrugs. All the way out. We're going to start with a flick of the fingers. So uh, those of you that ever took Brian Lamb's arm balancing workshop, always start with finger flicking. If you're not sure what finger flicking is, it's exactly what it sounds like. You just imagine you have water on your fingers and you're just flicking it off. Do that as fast as you like or slow as you like. Get the fingers working. One more round of breath. And then still your hands. Feel what you feel. Then same idea with wrist rolls. Roll clockwise, 
counterclockwise figure eight style, but just moving hand at wrist. I mean, you could get complex. You could you could do a whole voguing thing if you want, but for right now, just feel the hands articulating at the wrists. And then give that a shaking off quality to it. So like you get the like the waters on your hands, you're like, you gotta get it off. <laughs> the whole arm starts to get that action and you're just just like you're shaking off like whatever. Like you're just gonna, uh, I don't know if anyone else calls it, like you got the heebie jeebies and you just gotta like get the jeebies out. Get the heebies out too. Just doing that with your arms. And then you can pause, still the arms. Just feel what you feel. Another Brian Lamb trick, a little Thai yoga is what we're doing. Right hand to your left shoulder. You're gonna sweep down your left arm three times. And then return the right arm. And then the left hand to your right shoulder and sweep the right arm three times, sweep clean. return the left back to its space pause feel now we're gonna take the arms like you're walking so you're gonna move your arms side to side just like you're walking and feel how like the arms can bring the rib cage into this kind of tick-tock side to side not tick-tock the thing you watch on your phone but like just, a, just the, the feeling of the rib cage from the side then bring that back into arms at your sides. Stop moving, still in. You're gonna do that same thing with your rib cage, but instead of initiating from your arms, you're gonna initiate from your rib cage itself. So the arms will still move, but they'll be moving because you're turning your rib cage side to side. And things will feel really different. So before we were kind of, you know, the the swing, swing, swing. Here, much more, uh, it's not uptight, but there's much more control. Right? Don't let it get uptight. You don't need to let it get uptight. You do want the rib cage to move as much as possible. Once you really get into that, start to feel how the arms are making a circle around your body. You got the hula hoop, right? But keep the action initiated from rib cage. Once you get that, add to it, move your hips too. So now rib cage is leading, the hips are following in, arms are following along. Then let the legs start to get in there. So the heels come up as you move side to side. It's not, I don't know, there's some kind of ice skating quality to this. I mean, it's not good ice skating, but it it feels like this should be called ice skater. And then you're gonna take that, ground the heels again, just let the hips and the rib cage move the body, then hips still, it's just the rib cage moving. And then bring the rib cage back into stillness. Let the arms just slowly move side to side independently. And then them too, they get still. And pause and reach down through your feet, reach down through your fingers. Lightly lift through the front and back of your body. 
Breathe in. And breathe out. You're gonna bring your feet together. That might mean touching. That might mean just close. We're gonna inhale in a mountain pose, reach up. And then press into the balls of your feet, lift your heels. Doesn't need to be high. These are sensible shoes, not the, not the uh, irresponsible high heels. They're just sensible. And a little bounce here. So we can go with that heel bounce, a little vibration exercise. If the arms overhead is a little too much, hands to heart. If the arms are overhead, you're reaching them up, you're letting them become part of this. They're, they're keeping the, the upper body taut as the heels just kind of go fast up and down. Just getting that sense of moving vibrations through your body. Once you got a feel for it, you can let the body just kind of receive that vibration. So rather than holding tight in the arms or holding tight in the chest, you're feeling that vibration from your heels up to your hands. And then on an exhale, hands to heart, heels to mat. A little softness in your knees to receive again. Squeeze the legs, lift your chest, lift the back of your head, breathe. Just notice what you notice. Yoga weird stuff. First time I ever did that was Maya Tulum, Mexico during a thunderstorm. We did that for like 20 or so minutes and then we laid down at Shavasana. It was amazing. But we should do it more often, probably. Uh, if you guys are willing, it's a good sensory experience. But also, really quite good at getting systems moving. That's why you see people warming up for athletic events with that little bouncy stuff. It primes the pump. Breath in here. Breath out. And when you inhale, you reach up, mountain pose. Some serious yoga here. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, walk your feet hip distance apart. You're going to step your right leg back, back knee down. When you inhale, arms out to the sides, bring them up, fingertips up. And then when you exhale, bring them back down, fingertips to the mat, and chin in, almost like this was cat pose, fingertips light. Inhale, reach back up, arms out to the sides, and then up. And exhale. I said it'd be yoga stuff, but I didn't say it'd be the usual yoga stuff. One more time, take the arms up. Fingertips can touch. And then hands down. And this time, inhale, straighten your front leg. Exhale, pull into the front heel into a lunge again. Inhale, straighten the front leg. And exhale, one, two, one. One more time, straighten. When you exhale, you're gonna pull into the lunge and inhale, stay here, tighten the back leg a lot, draw your heart forward. When you exhale, step back to down dog or low push up. 
upward facing dog, downward facing dog. Right foot forward, back knee bend up to an upright lunge where shoulders are stacked over your hips, arms reach overhead. When you exhale, you're going to twist your rib cage to the right and your hands are going to make a pressing down motion at center. Then inhale, reach back up. It's like your hands are trying to come to their heart center with middle fingertips touching, like pressing something down and then extend up. One more time, press down. Breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, hands to heart, fingertips stretch forward, step up lightly, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, inhale, reach up. Mountain pose, extend. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Walk your feet hip distance, heart forward. And exhale, step your left leg back. Good. Back knees down when you inhale. Feel the arms out to the side and up. The arms will be in front of your eyes as the fingertips touch overhead. And then you come down, fingertips to the mat. We're going to take that bowing in of the chin, pulling back of the navel. It looks like cat pose. Inhale. Up. And exhale. Fingertips down. Chin in. Breathe in. Breathe out, come back down into that folded lunge, chin in, then inhale, front leg straight, and exhale, pull into a low lunge. Inhale, front leg straight, and pull into a low lunge. Straight. Exhale, pull into the low lunge. When you inhale, tighten your back leg, draw your heart forward. Press the hands out, you step back, high to low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Step your left foot straight ahead. Bend the right knee a lot so that you come up, stack hips over knee, shoulders over hips, arms over head, arms over shoulders. Then when you exhale, twist your rib cage to the left, make that pressing down action of the hands at center. Then inhale, reach back up. Again, twist and press down. Inhale, reach. One more twist. Breathe in, reach, breathe out, hands to heart center, chest light, take fingertips forward, step the back foot up, your feet together, breathing in, lift halfway, good, breathe out, Press your feet down, breathe in, 
reach up mountain pose. We'll breathe out, bow forward. We'll breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hand, step back, high or low push up. To upward facing dog, from up dog, knees down, thighs down. We'll just navel center. And then inhale, squeeze shoulder blades back, hike that up. Exhale, really slowly, almost touch your nose to the mat. Inhale up for locust. Have an exhale here, squeeze legs together, squeeze the arms as if you're holding a block behind the back. Inhale, let your chest lift. Exhale, release it all down, hands underneath your elbows. Press up, hands and knees. Press back, down dog. Have a breath in, reach through your arms. Open your mouth, let the breath out. Look forward, walk or if you can. Hop, hop if you can. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. Well, we won't do too many of these. So uh, if you're new to hopping, it's a good, good opportunity. We'll do like two more. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up. Why the hopping is that little bit of vibration that we get. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Right. It's a good time if you want to. The hop to a little push-up. Breathe out. We're breathing in for up dog, but then stay. Breathe out, lower slowly. Knees, thighs, hips, go to navel center, then breathe in. Add a layer, muscle squeezing. Exhale, release down. Almost touch your nose to the floor. Breathe in for locust. We're staying here for the exhale. Squeeze arms and legs towards center. Breathe in. Breathe out, slow release. Hands underneath your elbows. Press up to hands and knees and back to down dog where we'll have a breath of reach through the arms. You could spring load yourself by picking up your heels, bending your knees. <laughs> End of your exhale, you hop forward. Yeah, breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach out. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Plant your hands. Low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. When you breathe out, slowly lower and lengthen yourself. I'm trying to get your navel further away from your knees. And then squeeze shoulder blades towards center and down your back in that high cobra before you release down, almost touch your nose. And inhale, squeeze arms and legs up. Exhale, squeeze arms and legs in towards center. Inhale, feel the floating up of your chest. Exhale, 
Release down slow. Hands underneath your elbows. Press up hands and knees. Press back down dog where you have breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. And look through your hands. Walk or lightly hop to seated. One down to your back. Grab a block. And we're gonna first, if you have two blocks, grab two. If you got eight, grab eight, you know, but if you had two, two's nice. We're gonna do a supported bridge. So you're gonna start with potentially one block under sacrum. It'll be nice. The hips will be just a little lifted, all will be well. If you only have one block, you might turn it up to its edge. So it might start on its face, which is the, the biggest side, and the edge is that long thin side. If you have two blocks, better than being on one block on the edge, be on two blocks stacked on their faces. So you have more surface area of the block contacting your hips at the same height. Well, it depends on the size of your blocks, but roughly same height. Then if you really like this, you're digging this, it's all feels good. And uh, here's a key point. Walk your shoulder blades in toward one another. See how that feels to you. If, if walking the shoulder blades in toward one another, you get this nice expansion of the chest. And when you press your arms down into the mat, you feel like you have some space. Right? So for, for the last we'll walk the arms in. And then you press down, you feel like, oh, I can lift. I can lift, I can lift a little higher. If that's going on, you want to then turn the block on top up to its medium side. I'm only ever going to stay to the medium side. There are probably suppose I could take it alongside. Uh, you be judicious with your body. Right? Like <laughs> that's, that's the way life works. You get to be judicious with your body. You're the only person who does. Take as much as you can the arms in towards center. And the hips as high as they go in this particular setup. You're just going to rest and be happy with it. If you're like, and I cannot rest because there's this terrible pain in my sacrum, then it's not your pose. Like just come down until there is no terrible pain anywhere. But when you do that body scan, you're not creating any tension with this pose. There may still be tension in your body, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you're not doing any damage. You're not inflicting anything upon yourself with this pose. And you can be pretty sure of that if you're paying attention. Then if you really enjoy inversion, uh, try one leg up and then slowly bring that leg back down and do the other leg and slowly bring that one down. And if there just seemed to be like that was all joy, no ill effect, do this both legs together, have abdominal control so that you can make the feet light and then bring both legs up together so that you're not doing a kick one leg and then kick the other leg, but you're abdominally and other core muscles controlling the lift of the legs up into Vipara to Karani. So this really high hip diversion, super potent, maybe too potent, but if it is, if it's like one of those cocktails, it's like all whiskey. Like you just go like you just 
get some water in that thing. I'm just like, if you, if you need some like little ice cubes, put ice cubes on. <laughs> if straight up whiskey is what you need right now, like, you'll know. But if it's not, adjust. And if you're up way high with both legs extended, slow controlled release of toes to the mat. Toes to the mat, bring the balls of the feet to the mat. We're all gonna to come to the balls of the feet on the mat to the tactile sense of the, the lateral arch of your foot, ball, the big toe, ball, the baby toe, working the floor, lift your hips off the blocks and then slowly come down and lower spine meets the floor, hips meet the floor, then, full sole of each foot to the floor and just pause like it's the first time you're feeling your feet your sacrum your low back breath in here open your mouth and let it go and if you can slide your way out into shavasana so we did a bunch of our usual end poses at the beginning but if you need other ending poses go for it if you can take all that movement that we just did and then the inversion, the stopping and the stilling in an unusual way, if you just filter that experience in Shavasana directly to it, do that. Once you get there, if there's something that would make you more comfortable for this time, do it. And often what we think we need and what we actually need are different things. So you can acknowledge that too. But maybe it's just smoothing things out with your breath. Just came through something that was different than the norm. We had some hallmarks of our, our comfort food yoga, but it's a lot of different practice in that today. It really all smooths out into the same intention and action that we have every time we come to the mat, which is this intention and action of self-regulation to bring ourselves into a more harmonious state. Last moments of your practice here, just soaking in that harmonious state, however it may be showing up for you here and now. Some days it boils down to I made it to the mat and I made it through the class. And there's harmony with yourself in that. Other days, it's just utter bliss to be in your body, to have the effects of the day washed away. The remembrance of who you are as a being is the most prominent thing that's going on.
and there's a whole range of experiences in between. That's something that you did by simply being here. Brought you into better harmony with yourself. If you can stay here and enjoy it for a while, do that. If you're ready to move on, start slowly, bring a breath back down that center line and out to your periphery. Find your fingers and your toes. Start to wiggle them and move, but as you breathe out, just taking away anything they don't need, emptying it. With your next breath, you roll to a comfortable side. Make your way up to see them. Take a big shoulder shrug. Your shoulders slide down your back as your chest lifts, back of your head lifts. And breath in. And a breath out. Bring our hands together at heart center. Raising heart to hands, then hands to forehead center. Drawing the light of the heart to the eye of mind. That was great, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Superstar. Have a great night. Please drink a lot of water, like a lot, a lot of water. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our nice. Zoom classes. Nice. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.